Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 2-0 win at home in the Premier League against Brighton. Um, this is very much one of those examples of a game where the scoreline does not reflect the performance at all. At all. Not 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 in the slightest way, shape or form. Um I I thought out of the the four games that have happened, so the one one draw before the Middlesbrough game, the Middlesbrough draw, the one after that, which was Southampton, and this game, I thought this game was the worst performance out of those 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 the recent batch of one one draws that we've had, um, out of those performances, I thought we were actually worse today than those particular games. Um just passing is just so sloppy um organization within the team is just so bad there doesn't seem to be a clear game plan um and i'm gonna put it's it's this weird thing where i am gonna put some of the blame on ralph and some of the blame on the players but yet again i think you've got an example here of um the Managers' ideas not being able to be put across to the players, because there's no way that the way I've heard Ralph's football described, I I just don't think he can get that going with the group of players that he've got. He's got. I just don't think that that's happening. But I don't. I also kind of don't think he's adapted to our players. But then should he have to? It's I I don't know. There's there's still this sort of like. He's got these ideas, they haven't really come across, so the players can't adjust to it, because he hasn't even got the right group of players to do it with. But even just aside from the whole, like, is Ralph's ideas working and that type of thing, it's just been bizarre pretty much all of this season, really. I know we've had three different managers, technically. But... Some of the really, really bad passing that we're doing, I just don't understand it, and it's it's getting it's getting a bit tiring to to watch that happen. Um, and I was kind of like watching this game, and it got to the end of the first, towards the end of the first half, and I was like, this podcast will probably be quite quick because there's no specific events to talk about. And yet again on this, uh, the app that I use, which is called Flashscore, um, has got nothing written for the first half. I just think, yeah, I, I just, there, there's, there continues to be the issue that these players don't fight enough for the ball. Some of the general normal five-yard passes don't work at times. And that's the fault of every 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 single player was doing that today again. Um, credit to Brighton. I thought Brighton were good. Um, I just thought that they unfortunately lacked a cutting edge because maybe they didn't quite have a striker. Um, but no, just a, it's a disappointing performance. Obviously, a good result. It's a two 0 win. Um, but it it just makes you want. It's kind of just that situation now, I suppose, where we've got to just ride this season out and try and get top four. And one of the really important reasons we've got to try and get top four 
is obviously when we're going into the summer and we will have a big rebuild to happen we we will the rebuild that will be needed will be very big and you're going to want to have champions league football to attract the bigger players whether or not we can attract them or we get the right manager obviously we've got a new manager that we've got to put in the team um yeah there's there's a lot of elements to that but it's really important that we do get these results and it's just the point of grinding out results to try and get top four now. Um, so it's just a case of just watching us try to do that until May. Um, I'm not going to get into player-specific stuff because I can do that in the player ratings. But I thought the midfield was really bad. Um, and just there's just a big it, it's it's a it's a um, combination of a disconnect between the players. That really unexplainable bad passing that just and what I mean by unexplainable is that it shouldn't be happening, so there shouldn't be an explanation for it. There shouldn't be an excuse for it. Um and for that particular thing you would have to point out every single player because every even, you know, I I've said on this podcast many times, I have some of my favourite players. Um and when those favourite players that I've got um, do bad things, I have to point it out. So even, yeah, Sancho, who I've really enjoyed this season, Alanga, who I thought has been great, Ronaldo, who I really like, um, did did some of those bad passes today. I'm not going to pretend just because I like those players um, that they were, like, above everybody else just because I like them. They contributed towards that as well, unfortunately, that bad passing. Um, so that's unfortunate as well, but I have to mention that because otherwise I simply just have a bias, doesn't don't I? Um, which is annoying, but it's the case that's got to be, I suppose. Um, but there's nothing to talk about really with the performance. Um, I have some things to say about. I I have more things to say about. I think in the player ratings, but let's get into the summary because uh, I've spent about six minutes on the performance. And there's not too much. There's not too much new stuff to really add. I think. I think everybody's aware of the situation at the moment, and how badly we're playing. The midfield problems, the passing problems, the lack of fight for the ball. Um, yeah, I. They just. Those are things that continue to be problems for this this team. And if you've got those types of problems, the dressing room probably isn't a very good place right now. Um. And there probably is things as well, like the Greenwood situation probably would have thrown off the team in the dressing room a bit, and you know these players are all on social media, and there's there's probably a lot of swirling. There's probably a lot of things swirling around within this team and the mentality and that kind of stuff because we've got to remember these players aren't robots that play football. They do have emotions and things, and you know there's apparently been things like player leaks, which is where. A few players have been leaking things to the press. Who's doing it? Who do you trust? What does that mean for the team spirit, team mentality? Because it's not just about like, oh, let's put Ronaldo and Sancho and Bruno and Pogba and all the, you know, Varane and all these players and just win everything. There is a mentality to to a team that you need to have as well. And that mentality probably isn't very good right now because of both on-the-pitch performances and off-the-pitch incidents as well. Um, so... Yeah, because you never know, like, what about, and I'm I'm just putting this out there to, as an example, this isn't a real thing. What about if, like, Bruno thinks McTominay's really shit or something, and he doesn't like playing football with him? Or, 
um, McTominay thinks Ronaldo's ego is too big, or De Gea doesn't like Dean Anderson, or Dean Anderson doesn't like, but Dean Anderson probably doesn't like De Gea because he takes all the game time away. But um, yeah, you could you could have those things. Like, I mean, on on the pitch. Like Bruno and Ronaldo look all sort of buddy buddy and everything. They might not like each other, but then they might like each other. We we don't know those kinds of things that are happening behind the scenes. And all I'm saying is, and I'm not trying to say that any player actually hates another player, like specifically, but that probably is happening in the dressing room. There there might be certain players that think like, oh, Greenwood's innocent, and the other one thinks, oh no, he he's really guilty, and that that things like that might be creating a conflict at the moment, or. You might go in the dressing room at halftime and and Ronaldo's going, Hey, Fred, what was up with that crap pass in the first half? Or uh, that those kind of things. Those are some things that don't always get kind of brought up, but these players are humans. They do talk to each other. Um, they probably message, message each other and that kind of stuff. They're probably in WhatsApp groups and that sort of thing. And there probably is not just a performance issue, like the on-the-pitch quality of the football, but... Um, Given the things that I've read and listened to in the last couple of months, even before the Greenwood incident, um, it doesn't really sound like these players get along with each other. At least not all of them. Uh, and that's probably a problem. And then you think, like, Ralph is here. He's probably changed a few things. Like, the way he wants to do things differently. Certain players might not be happy with that. Um, and that might be creating, well, unfortunately for Ralph, some conflict. But... It 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 it's useful to think about those things now and again when you when you look at some when you look at performances that are a bit sort of like okay why are we playing so bad those things could be an issue um, and not just could be they probably are an issue and just given what I've seen and read about Man United over the last couple of months um, that probably is happening and then like I, I read this week as well of like the players at Everton are like really impressed with Donny van der Beek because that's of course where he's gone to, to train for um, or gone to play for Everton at the moment and like a few of the players have said like hey what, it's weird that you didn't get into the Man United team and what's up with that so that might be creating conflict and then who knows one of the Everton players might be messaging a Man United player and be like having a conflict that might be creating conflict as well so there's a lot of things going on at the moment I think that are not just sort of oh why can't this player make a pass I think there's some behind the scenes dressing room stuff going on as well at the moment I think that's very very likely um because if you've got a, if you've even got one player in your team that you don't get on with or don't like and you're playing with them week after week because we do play a lot of the same players regularly it probably isn't very good so that's that's probably an issue as well. So yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into the summary. Uh, we've got the first thing to talk about, which is Ronaldo's goal. A bit more of a simple one. A uh, good bit of movement from him, though. It says here assist from McTominay. I don't think that's what actually happened. McTominay did make a bit of a tackle with Bruno next to him. Bruno passed it, I think. To it was either Bruno or McTominay. One of them passed it to Ronaldo, and he sort of skipped past a couple of players and and put the ball in the back of the net, which was good. Um, yeah, good goal. Well taken goal. Um, and Ronaldo breaks his, uh, his duck, so to speak. Um, breaks his, uh, his, um, spell of not scoring, basically. However you want to sort of describe that. 
because he hasn't scored for a few games. But he took the opportunity upon himself. And he probably could have, could have scored a couple more goals. I'll talk about another player in a minute who should definitely have scored a few more goals. But um, yeah, good taking goal. I don't. There's not loads to analyse from there. It's just a really well taken goal from Ronaldo. So um, that was very, very good. Then you've got a, a, a red card for a player called Dunk on their team. Yes, that's his actual name. Um, in the 54th minute. Uh, so Elanga tackled this player. And... There was a Brighton player closing in on Alanga and Ronaldo was to Alanga's left. Whether he would have run forward, shot, passed, whatever, we'll, we'll never know. Um, but was it a red card? So the reason they gave the red card is for last man. Now, he's not the last man there. Um, because also... You've got a Brighton player that is ahead of Alanga. So it's sort of... I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. Obviously, it worked in my team's favour. Sort of. Um, but I don't actually think that's a... I mean, I mean, I think it's a foul. Yes, I think it is a foul. But it's not really last man because there is another Brighton player right next to him. So I would say at most free kick and a yellow card. Um... But I suppose in terms of width, because the player is more sort of wide to Alanga's left, as opposed to being in front of him. Um, so I guess that's more difficult to judge, because I guess what they're judging that on is, can that player make it over to Alanga to make a tackle so that the teammate that fouled Alanga is not the last man? And I guess that they just judged it that that player that fouled Alanga, so Dunk in this situation... Um, was the last man, but I don't think he actually was. Um, but it depends how you look at it. I don't know who the other player even was, um, and whether he's fast enough to catch a langer. A langer is pretty quick, but would he have passed it to Ronaldo? We'll never know the actual outcome of the second part of that. But he gave it a foul. He gave it as a red card, and I guess it worked in our favour because it sort of gave us um, more space. Then they made some substitutions. Uh, they brought on Welbeck, former Manchester United player, who I didn't really rate. I, I didn't used to rate. He used to play for Man United around the time I was at college. Sort of uh, 2010 to 2013. Obviously before that as well. Um, but yeah. I, I didn't really rate Danny Welbeck very much. A uh, player that I do rate that they brought on is uh, Lumpty. I think he's a very very good right back. He's an English right back which is good. And I hope he can break out into the England team one day. Although England have got about 6 right backs. They've got Wambasaka, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Lamptey, Reese James. Did I say Wambasaka? Um, I think I said Wambasaka. They've got at least six right backs, so England are pretty stacked for that sort of position. But Lamptey is really, really good, and I hope one day he can break out into the England team. I'd imagine somebody would buy Lamptey in the summer as well, because he's very, very good. Um, be great if he joined Man United. Be be pretty good, wouldn't it? So, uh, anyway, just a couple of notable players that came on for them. Um, then we made our substitutions. Excuse me. In the uh, 73rd, 79th, and 80th minute, the last two were sort of combined substitutions. So we've got Pogba on for Fred, Rashford on for Alanga, and Tellez on for Jaden Sancho. Uh, these substitutions make a certain amount of sense. Um, the, the second two subs, so the second and third sub, are a bit late. But 
Okay. Um, I would have brought Pogba on for McTominay and kept Fred on. Because I think Fred and Pogba is a pretty decent midfield. You can still do better than that, but... Um, I, I don't, I can't recall a game where Pogba and McTominay has worked. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but he comes on for Fred. Not the worst substitution, but I would have just brought Pogba on for McTominay. Then Rashford on for Alanga. That one makes sense to me. Still a little bit late, but that one makes sense. And then, uh, Tellez on for Sancho. So I guess the idea there was obviously Pogba in midfield with McTominay. Obviously got, um... Ronaldo, Bruno in their usual positions. Then you've probably got Tellez on the left wing um, with Shaw staying at left back. And then, unless we went to a back five, I don't think that we did. But, no, I don't think that we did. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, Tellez on for Sancho. So that will probably mean Rashford on the right. Um, or switching over with Tellez, I, 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 get, I guess. Uh, but Rashford on the right, probably switching over. And uh, Tellez on the left. So then you've got those two in those positions. I, I, I've seen worse substitutions, certainly. Um, and those are pretty good ones. Um, I'll read out our bench in a minute as well. Talk about options. Um, there's not much else that actually happened. Um, McTominay got a yellow card for a stupid foul. And then uh, Pogba got an assist for a Bruno Fernandes goal. Which is one of the easier goals that we're going to score. On the break, they've got 10 men. There's space and time for Bruno to do some things, to, to, to score the goal. Could have squared it to Ronaldo, didn't need to, scored the goal. Simple kind of breakaway last minute goal. Uh, but it doesn't change a whole particular amount. Um, yeah, that's that's mainly my thoughts on the events of the game. I already give my thoughts on the general performance, the summary, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't have too much else to say. So let's do a quick bit of housekeeping. And then we'll get into player ratings. I do already have a man of the match in mind. It's going to be a quite normal, obvious one. But, uh, hey, I can't control who plays well, can I? So, uh, let's take a quick break and then get into that. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So, whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we've got a new potential writer for the website. So you won't hear this person on podcast. They're not really a podcast type of person. I don't know how many more reviews I'll get out of this person, but I recently started talking to a friend. They were posting reviews in a Facebook group, and I said, hey, you can write those for the website and still basically put them out the same way, just on a platform instead of just on Facebook. Uh, So this person is called Matt Yakesley. And um, he wrote two reviews today. Um, They're for films I've never actually heard of before. But it's up to him what he decides to watch. There's no rules as to to what he watches. Um, I I labelled them as mini reviews. Because they're these mini little sort of three paragraph like text review kind of things. Um, He does give a couple of spoiler warnings um, in there. So just read them sort of carefully. I didn't feel the need to actually put spoilers in the title. But anyway. uh, First one is called um, Swiss... Family Robinson is from 1940, so he reviewed that. And then another one that he wrote was called The Adventures of Huck Finn, which has got a couple of actors that you might recognise as well. As I said, I I don't know anything about those films. Um, He watched them and and reviewed them, so it's his words, not mine. Um, So if you've got any feedback for him, any of that kind of stuff, you can, of course, write in the usual ways as well. So there's all that stuff. Uh, And if Matt gives me any more, I know it might be kind of funny to have two mats on the website me and obviously him but we're going to be doing very different things um so yeah when he posts it when he sends me another he usually does about two of them a week so we'll see I'll, i'll see what he gives me for the next time but um yeah you can go and enjoy reading his there's no podcast actually there i think it's like a blank audio file there's no podcast there so just uh click onto that and read the reviews give him some feedback if you'd like to do that so um that's uh some new stuff for the website uh speaking of my podcast my recent stuff that i've been doing as well i did a review today um i gave a don't skip review don't skip review i can't speak anymore uh don't skip review for uh encanto which is a new disney plus film well it's a new film it just got released on disney plus that's what i mean and i gave it a don't skip rating i liked it a lot i did a spoiler free review and uh yeah i i very much enjoyed that and you can go and listen to why on the podcast uh, one review that I did uh, late last night which was for uh, my must play review for Call of Duty Modern Warfare so of course the video game series uh, this is the 2019 game yes it's taken me a while to get to this campaign it's for the single player campaign review there's w- a few little spoilers in the second half of the podcast of course I'll give you a warning but I absolutely loved that campaign gave it a must play review and you can listen to as to why I enjoyed that particular game on the episode so you can check that out if you'd like to uh over on other things as well gaming talk episode this week we talked about um the somewhat confirmation like full confirmation of a uh, cod modern warfare 2022 which is going to be a sequel to the game that i just mentioned uh so that's great we talked about like a new engine that's in place and all that kind of stuff so that's really really good uh we talked about the nintendo direct which they announced a kart racer disney and pixar game which is very very exciting and we also talked about some funny and some sad stuff regarding 
Assassin's Creed just with what's happened with that game that kind of stuff uh, myself and David uh, teamed up again obviously to do a uh, don't skip review for the book of Boba Fett and did some Star Wars talk which is mainly in the second half of the spoiler section but there is a uh, first half spoiler free section that you can listen to as well. We've also got the recent United Cast episodes, the one one draw with Southampton, so there's that one. Then a must play review for Astro's Playroom, and there's also a video embedded on the same post, which is the artifacts video, which is me going through the collect collector's sort of room thing, the artifacts room, and showing off the different collectibles, which is obviously like, you know, PlayStation history and nostalgia, that stuff, which is great. Uh, did a must see review for All of Us Are Dead, which is a brand new uh, Korean, yes, I think it's Korean, uh, zombie TV show, which I very much enjoyed. That's available on netflix and of course you can listen to the episode if you want my thoughts on that me david and gray teamed up to do a review for the third and final season of afterlife which is the ricky gervais uh netflix tv show gave that a must-see rating so we kind of wrapped up for that show so that's really good and that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms which i'm guessing you found one of those two things but that's where you can find us for all of our content all right let's get into player ratings here my man of the match, yet again, is David Haya with a 10. Because yet again, he made a couple of really, really important saves, kept us in the game, and that's just something that he continues to do. He must be very tired of it by now, both physically and whatever. But um, yeah, just just simple, simple kind of routine stuff, which is our defense is bad, and it calls on our goalkeeper to make many saves. Otherwise, even though we did score two goals in this game, I do believe we would have lost this game again if it wasn't for De Gea. I truly do believe that because of the saves that he made. Um, So, well done again, De Gea. And those goals that would have gone in from those chances were in the first half, which were way before when we scored, which might have dropped our mentality, which might have meant that we didn't score anyway. So, I mean, I don't know how that would have played out, but same situation again. So it's, it's annoying, it's unfortunate, but... It is what it is. Uh, Diego Delo, um, of course, at right back. Don't know why I said his full name, but Delo at right back. I thought he had another pretty good game. Um, I'm going to give him an 8. Yet again, he was another one that contributed to the bad passes, but I thought he had a better performance out of some of the other players. Uh, Lindelof and Maguire. Um, I'm going to give Lindelof an average 6. I'm going to give Maguire a 5. I don't think Maguire was quite as bad as he has been, and there was no like specific mistake that he made really none that I can remember and none that sort of led to a goal um maybe he made a mistake that De Gea saved afterwards but I'm gonna give Maguire a would I say a five I think yeah I'm gonna give Lindelof an average six I thought Lindelof just had a just a decent game um not nothing too sort of special or whatever but I I thought he had a yeah he had a decent game so um yeah that's those two um Luke Shaw um it's hard to remember everybody's performances all the time. Luke Shaw, I don't want to give Luke Shaw. I think I'll give him an average six as well. I thought it was fine. Just 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 kind of fine. Um there was a few times where he got the ball on the left hand side. He sort of tried to go forward, which is good. And there was like nobody near him. The camera even zoomed in on him at one point and you could see him shouting. And I was just like, That shouldn't be happening. That should not be happening. Because uh, whether it's Alanga who's supposed to be his overlap partner, so to speak, um, should be near him. Or you should have Fred or McTominay next to him or Maguire next to him to just give him an option to pass the ball. And sometimes that didn't happen. But I'll give him a uh, 
an average six. Um, Tommy and Fred, um, I'm going to give them a. Um, I was going to say a two. I, I, as I was, sometimes as I'm watching this game, I'm like, okay, that player's done that thing, and so far they've got this score. Uh. I mean, maybe I'll give McTominay a three just because he did make a tackle that led to a goal. They were still both really bad, but I'll just give—I'll give Fred a two and I'll give McTominay a three just because he did make the tackle that led to a goal, and that might not have happened otherwise because football's a game of fine margins. Um, who knows? Maybe if the player that McTominay tackled skipped past him instead, Brian could have gone on and passed the ball to score on a goal themselves. You—you you just don't—you just never know how, how how that kind of stuff's gonna work, and. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna give them. They're still both very very low scores, but uh, I just just as a partnership, they just don't work. They just don't work. I would have definitely started Pogba and 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 Fred in this game because Matic is injured and you don't have Donny Van der Beek to pick from, uh, and Garner's on loan, obviously. Um, so yeah, but uh, there we go. Uh, Sancho, I'm gonna give Sancho a seven. I do think I, I would have given him maybe like an 8 or a 9 or maybe even higher than that if some of his passing was better. But again, he did contribute to some of that bad passing. And uh, there were moments in games where he, in this game where he did really, really well. And I'll talk about Bruno Fernandes in a second. Um, but I still thought Sancho was good. Not quite as good as he has been in the last few weeks. I've been giving him a lot of praise for his performance. But I do think he mislaid too many passes and I've got to knock his score for, for that I think as well uh, Bruno Fernandes I know he scored he scored a very easy goal in my opinion a goal that somebody like him should be scoring I'm going to give him a 4 I thought he was really bad today like really really bad I thought his ball distribution was very very wasteful he easily should have gotten I mean if you're counting the goal that he did actually score he probably should have gotten 3 maybe 4 goals in this game Especially the chance. It was very like memorable and notable. I think Sancho. I think somebody passed it to Ronaldo. And then Ronaldo had the ball. He squared it to Bruno. And he was a few yards from the goal. And he managed to get his shot saved by the goalkeeper. I'm sorry. But that's just a player of Bruno's quality. That's just a goal that you should just be. Especially with the time. He had a lot of time and space there as well. And all you got to do is just tuck it in the bottom corner. Especially for a player of his quality. So I'm going to give him a 4. I thought it was really, really wasteful again. I'm only giving him... I'm going to give him... A, I'm giving him a 4 instead of a 3. Because he did actually score a goal. But it wasn't anything particularly special. And it was a bit more of an easier goal. But Bruno should have at least had a hat-trick today. I think. Uh, I couldn't believe some of the chances that he'd missed. It was very, very noticeable and memorable. Well, not memorable. But you could remember it. Uh, so I, I was really, really disappointed with Bruno today. I really, really was. But again, like, if you... Because to me, Ralph has got two options in this game. In terms of the midfield. Fred, who is doing not great, but is, like, our only CDM option. I guess you have to keep him on, because what else do you... Unless you bring on, like, Phil Jones for him. When it comes to the substitution of, like, okay, he's going to bring Pogbron at some point. Who's he going to bring him on for? And he brought him on for Fred anyway, so I guess my point with that is a bit mute. But anyway, instead of in regards to the players that Pogba should be coming on for, which was either Bruno because of the chances that he'd missed, or McTominay for having a bad game, 
they both had a bad game anyway. So it's sort of like you take one player away for somebody who might have a better performance. And I did, I did think Pogba was good when he came on. But then you've still got the other one. And then you haven't got that sort of Van der Beek, that midfielder to come on and replace the other player. But then neither of them got subbed off and Fred got subbed off anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, anyway. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, yep. Gave him a score. Alanga, I'll give Alanga an average six. I, I don't think it was I don't think it was his best day. I don't think it was his worst day. I do think he had a few bad moments. He's still learning, of course. Um but I do think he wasn't as good as what he has been. And again, Alanga's a player that I really, really like, but it doesn't mean he automatically gets like a nine or a ten because I like him. Or eight or a ten because I like him. Um so I'll give him an average six. I thought he was just really just well average averagely fine performance i thought so uh then ronaldo i'm gonna give ronaldo a seven uh, i thought he should have scored a couple of more chances that he put away but his uh chance that he took was a very very well taken goal so that would probably move that goal probably moves his performance from like an average six to a seven so that's just how i'm kind of judging judging that but both both him and bruno fernandez we, we should have we should have sort of won this game like six four <laughs> If you think about it, because like Ronaldo should have got maybe a couple more goals, like two more goals. Bruno should have got another two more goals, so that should have made it like six. And then we should have let in probably about four goals from some of Brighton's shots. So what the score actually should have been is about six three or six four. <laughs> so yeah, but what are you going to do about it? Um, so that's the main players. Uh, so let's read out the bench and then the missing players. I, I do like to do that. There was a last-minute change in this game, actually. Uh, Varane was supposed to start next to Maguire, but Varane dropped out with illness, like with less than an hour before the game, and he was replaced by Lindelof. Lindelof was on the bench, and we did originally only have one goalkeeper on the bench, but now we had two because one of the other, one of the other ones replaced um, Lindelof on the bench, who started, obviously. Uh, so just to explain what happened with that. I uh, hope Varane's all good. Hopefully we'll see him on uh, Sunday against Leeds. Uh, but the bench today was Heaton, um, Henderson, Jones, Lingard, Mata, Pogba, Rashford, Tellez, Wambasaka. So no like centre midfield option other than Pogba. Got a few wingers there. Obviously you got Rashford, you've got Lingard. You've got one centre back with Jones. You've got two goalkeepers. You've got an attacking midfielder, Mata. And then you've got your two fullbacks, Tellers and Wambasaka. One thing, one thing's definitely for sure. One thing's definitely clear. Delo has gotten Wambasaka benched. That's that's definitely happened. Um, I don't think that's like a board decision either. I think the board is telling Ragnit to play people like McTominay and Maguire. I genuinely do believe that. Um, because of the situation with those players, but um. He's clearly not being forced to play one Bissaka. And ever since the low sort of broken out into the first team. When I think one Bissaka was injured at one point, And then the low took the opportunity. Which is what you're supposed to do. Uh, grab the opportunity. And one Bissaka has been on the bench last couple of games. And we haven't seen him for a long time. So yeah, the low has successfully dethroned one Bissaka. And the low has been pretty good. Better than what Wambasaka was in his last couple of appearances, so that makes sense to me. Yeah, um, I'm glad that Ralph took the steps to do that because that was one of well one of the many problems. But uh, Wambasaka wasn't playing well, 
And Delow started to play well, and he swapped him out. So, cool. Um, I guess it's now up to Wan-Bissaka that whenever Delow is rested, and, or of course we don't want him to be injured, but he could be at some point. Injured, suspended, or rested, one of those three options. Um, when Wan-Bissaka next gets a chance, he needs to really take it. He needs to grab it by the scruff of the neck, because... Aaron, you've been, you've been benched for Delow. He, he has. Um, and I, I just find that really interesting. So, there we go. Uh, missing players. Uh, got Bailey with an ankle injury. Uh, Cavani with a groin injury. It says Greenwood inactive. We know the situation there. Uh, Matic, um, shin injury and Varane illness. So, yeah. Only a couple of players out. But um, it'd be good when we get Cavani back and certainly... Well, the the other players really, um, obviously apart from uh, Greenwood, but um, yeah, uh, be good when Matic is back because we we really need some help in midfield. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but it's not actually funny. Um, we really need some help in midfield. Like, I I, I don't think some fans realise how bad our midfield is at times. Um, Honestly, the, 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 if you were to ask me, like, okay, Van der Beek's on loan, can't do anything about that. If I was put in charge, who would my midfield three be? I th- I mean, I'd prefer, what I would prefer to do is play Van der Beek next to a centre defensive midfielder and then play Pogba at 10 and drop Bruno at the moment. Obviously, like I said, you can't do that with Van der Beek because he's not on loan at Everton. Um, I honestly think... I think you've got to play Matic, Pogba and Bruno. But there isn't a lot of pace there. Because as much as Fred can not be great. He can run very fast. McTominay. It's weird for McTominay. Because McTominay can run. I've seen him. I've seen McTominay sprint with the ball. And not without the ball. And I know McTominay can run. But he does a lot of jogging off the ball. McTominay. Whether we've got the ball and he's jogging. Or we haven't got the ball and he's jogging. He does a lot of that. And it's very, very annoying. But just if you would ask me from quality, I think you've got to play Pogba, Matic and Bruno. Um, because you haven't got any other options. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I would I would go with. And then defence. Um, I want to do a podcast maybe, I mean, um, about like, okay, if I was in charge of this team, like which 11 would I choose? And there's a couple of little alternatives, but... Um, I'll, I'll maybe do that at some point. But then we've got the summer transfer window coming up. So we'll probably have some different players at that point. Um, but I would be playing Bailey and, and Varane next to each other. I think that's our best defensive partnership. Or best two defenders that we've got. So anyways, enough of that. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Um, if you want to write in, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. What do you think of today's result? Um, what do you think of um, Bruno's missed chances? Ronaldo's missed chances? Um... And how do you think the rest of the season's going to go and everything else that I kind of mentioned? Let me know what you think. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also an email box on the website version of the podcast. And you can put your email and your message in there as well. And let me know what you think. There's also a clickable email name in the show notes. All that kind of stuff. You can let me know what you think. There's plenty of options as to how to write in. So I'm sure you'll find one of them. And let me know what you think of everything that I've said. So there's all of that. Uh, What else is there? Uh, So yeah, that's it for now until Sunday, 2pm Leeds. And then Wednesday, I think it's... Right, so next games is 2 o'clock Leeds Sunday, which will be the return of Dan James. That'll be interesting. 
Um, be, it'll be Dan James against Delowe probably on on that right slash left hand side. Actually, Dan James has been um, getting chosen as a striker recently, and I know I shouldn't find this funny, but I will I will find it funny if Dan James is up front and he runs past Maguire because he will absolutely be able to do that. There is no way, unless he obviously pulls him down. There is no way Maguire is catching Dan James. Um, and I know I shouldn't laugh because I, well, now, I now shouldn't want Dan James to score because then he'll end up scoring against us, but that will just make me laugh a bit. And, yeah. Um, not not if he scores, but if he runs past Maguire. Um, because he probably will. That will probably happen a couple of times. Um, yeah, that will be interesting. Dan, Dan James against, assuming he does play. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, because Dan James has been in this team, pretty much the same team. I mean, the only difference between the pre-James post um, uh, Ronaldo thing is Ronaldo. He has played in this team, hasn't he? It was for a couple of games. And the only other differences really were Sancho and Varane. Uh, we're still playing Maguire. I guess Wan-Bissaka's not there and Delo is. So there's those differences, but... I I wonder if Dan James will use kind of his knowledge of what this team plays. Like, obviously, Ralph is there. That's the difference. But we're not really playing to Ralph's strengths, I suppose. Yeah, I wonder if he'll, like... Again, that's what I mean. Like, supposing James is sort of taunting... I don't know. He's messaging one of the United guys and being like, Hey, I'm going to run through your defence. I don't don't know what these players say to each other. But um, what about if, like... James is messaging one of his um, Leeds teammates and being like, hey, this is how Man United play. And because I played there less than a year ago and this is what we can do. I don't know. I mean, you can't blame him if he does take advantage of the team like that because we've what we've then got to do is go, okay, this is what this player is like and James is like and whatever. And this is how you counter that. That's what you've got to do, right? Um, because the team also knows, as much as James would know this strengths, uh, strengths and weaknesses, because he played with this team, um, we also would know James's strengths and weaknesses. So that's that's going to be really interesting on Sunday. So we'll see how that works out on the day. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Take a look at all those. I do plan on seeing uh, Uncharted tomorrow, so Wednesday. And scream on Thursday. And then I'm going to take a break from talking on Friday and Saturday. And then of course there's the Leeds game on Sunday. So that's the next schedule for the couple of days. Next couple of days. Um, so uh, yeah, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, Entertainment Talk on podcast platforms. Take a look at all of our content on there. If you want to uh, support Entertainment Talk on the podcast. You can listen to more stuff that we've done uh, through that method. You can also tell other people that you know about the uh, content that we make and where they can find it so do that as well social media tell people on social media platforms that kind of stuff as well patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options take a look at that if you'd like to uh david's still posting tv and film news over on geektown.co.uk geektown radio uh geektown radio for today is out uh this week's episode which gets released on tuesdays it is tuesday at least for the next hour um and you can check out this week's Geek Town Radio episode. Uh, so take a look at that for your TV and your film news, Renault's cancellations, all that kind of stuff. Bex, who's also part of all this as well, 
is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a, a support and uh, check out what she's doing over there. So Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. I'm still streaming uh, regularly-ish on Twitch. I need to kind of sort some things out. But uh, Twitch, eTalk UK for my different gaming streams. Take a look at that as well. Uh, YouTube is currently up to date with our current Twitch streams. And some video game clips and stuff. If you're into Call of Duty as well. There's lots and lots of video game clips over there. And of course there's the Artifacts video for the Astros Playroom, so take a look at all that stuff. YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Alright, thanks everybody very much for listening, and I'll see you either tomorrow, or any day, or I guess next Sunday, but any day really. Um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.